hello. I make a podcast where I ask people where they're going. All right. And uh, you're horsing around and I like it. <laughs> where are you guys going? We're going now to Primark. We've been here since a while this morning. Yeah. Enjoy the oysters and you know, all the fish stops. And the sun. And the sun, of course. Yeah, yeah. Lucky us today. Yeah. Is this just a day trip, a holiday? It's a day yeah. trip. So birthday yesterday. So. Happy birthday. And is it a big birthday, just a normal birthday? No. Normal birthday. Should Where did you come from? We're normally from the Philippines, but oh. we live in London oh, so I meant, quite yeah. some time now, yeah. Okay, I didn't mean where are you from like that. I meant where did <laughs> no, you come right. to Brighton from? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. And do you come to Brighton often? Yes. Yeah. Every year for her birthday. That's what she wants. So she gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Happy birthday. Bye-bye. That's a good shot you've got there. How long have you been practicing that for? Oh, you keep on practicing all the time this shot. I'm not very good at shooting. I'm more of a pointer than a shooter. It's but very I've good. Got practice, I've got to practice shooting. If you if you don't get 50%, it's not good enough. A lot of people have that 90, 95% success of shooting. You are actually French, so this is one of I your am. national sports. Francais, yes, you. Mixing with the, the best people in the best place. <laughs> How long have you lived in Brighton for? Um, I moved to Shoreham uh, four years ago when my daughter lived in, the, in Brighton, just nearby. The, but uh, I've been living in this country for 56 years. Wow, and yeah. how often do you come down and play petanque on the uh, front? As often as I possibly can without upsetting my wife. She's away at the moment, so... <laughs> all the time, 24-7? Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about this gang of people, who are these? Uh, these are all, all guys who are part of the club, uh -huh. Brighton Hof Club. has mm -hmm. got uh, 70 members and uh, we, we can use the facility downstairs which is for storing our bull, uh, using the toilet facility, making coffees, whatever. So it's quite quite a good thing to have. There used to be public toilets before. This used to be a garden in the old days. Mm -hmm. a beautiful garden, but uh, it's been a petong club for, as far as I'm aware, about uh, 10, 12 years. And where will you go after this? Where are you going after this? Me, I'm going back home this <laughs> afternoon and get my tea ready. And I'm just having, I've, I left my own bull at home today, so I'm struggling trying to get my pace with this one. They're slightly bigger than mine, but uh, yeah, I'm big right And now. have you met some good friends at the club? Oh, man, yes, yeah, I know everybody here, yes, all of them, yeah. yeah some of them have been there for quite a long time. The quite guy a... sat over there, yeah. it's called Rowe. And he's been he's the one who introduced me to the uh, to the club here when I popped in one day. Yeah. Which is great. But it's a great day when you get an afternoon like today. You can't you can't get better because the wind chill is not so so strong today. Mm. But uh, we're like British people, you know, we can play any time, any day, as long as it's not pouring down. And what do you like about Petonk? Petonka is just a relaxing and it's a, it's a good camaraderie as well, yeah. I mean, it's not all about the winning, but uh, just, uh, as they said, taking part, you know. Yeah. You better get that 50% yeah, up to 90%. Thank you. A bientôt. Bye-bye. Hello. 
Your dog is so sweet, but also looks quite grumpy. Yeah, he's been stuck in all day now, he's out having a walk. I make a podcast where I ask people where they're going, so you're just walking the going? grumpy dog. I'm walking my grumpy dog to the peace statue and back. What's the peace statue? Oh, that one. Obviously, you're not a Brightonian, because you know no. that would be the peace statue. I would, no, I didn't know anything. Right. No. Do you know you're in Hove at the moment? Yes, I know that. Do you know when you get into Brighton? No. Well, I'll show you in a minute. All right, then. This is the dividing line. This line and this tarmac? Yeah. So that's Brighton, where you've got Embassy Court. Yeah. And that is Hove, where you've got all the Brunswick and the Victorian houses. Oh. Or the Georgian houses, I should say. So the so meeting point... Now you're in Brighton. Now I'm in Brighton. And then now... You're in Hove. Well, you're half in Hove and half in Brighton. <laughs> I'm in Bro. Now, they're the ladies you should be speaking to if you're doing a podcast. Why? What do they do? They're doctors. Are they? Yes. Oh, they're striking doctors. Yes. Bye-bye, Grumpy Dog. Bye. Bye. I think we're just kind of wandering aimlessly, <laughs> trying to spread awareness. Um, but we have been at the junior doctor strikes outside the Royal Sussex County Hospital earlier today in the second day um, of the 72-hour walkout um, in support of the junior doctors. And you are junior doctors yourself? Uh, We're both medical students, actually. What did it feel like? It was brilliant. It was very encouraging, the response from the public. Um, I think it's quite reassuring to see how many people are on junior doctors' side. Your placard says what? Uh, £14 an hour is not a fair wage for a junior doctor. Full pay restoration. So as medical students thinking about going into this as a profession, it must feel really disheartening to think about being paid, what, the same as a barista? Less, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is quite frightening. Does it ever cause you to question your own vocation when you think, blimey, it could just get worse and worse? I don't think it makes me question my sort of passion for medicine but I think it makes me question remaining in the UK. Because, you know, why, after spending... It's a career of lifelong learning, so it doesn't just end after your university education. It does make me question why I would stay in a country where I'm not going to get the respect that I've fought for. Yeah, yeah, so that's why, obviously, it's so important that we... We do this. <laughs> so you've been on the picket line. It's sunny. There's petonk happening behind us. Are you going to go and get something to eat and rest a bit? Because you must be. It's quite tiring being outside <laughs> and shouting. It is. <laughs> it is definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much for talking. Bye bye. I was just wondering who you guys are, where you're going, what's happening. Oh, sure. Do you want to, uh, you're the boss. Oh, okay. Oh, this is for you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you so much. Um, we're from the Ohio State University. This is a class, actually. So these are all university students from Ohio State. We're looking at the multicultural histories and legacies of the United Kingdom. So uh, we've been we're sort of centered in London, and then we've been traveling throughout the UK. We'll be here all week. So we've been doing this as our 
the 20th year of this program, so. Wow, how many times have you done it? I was the creator of the program, so. Uh, <laughs> 20 times. I started when I was a small child. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, yeah. Amazing prodigy at 10 right, years old. Right, so, yeah, so, so it's been great. I've just given them um, a tour, so I'm a local Blue Badge tourist guide, and I've Hello. just given them um, a guided tour of local LGBTQ plus history in Brighton. What's the sort of highlights of that then? What's the top Ooh, three highlights? I don't know. Uh, like the, uh, one of the hotels where Oscar Wilde stayed uh, during well, the significant part. There's, um, there's a 19th century doctor who was probably trans. Uh, show the St. James Street area. The, the Actors Pub, which is like one of the great queer spaces. And a few tales about the Royal Pavilion. So. And were they a good class? They're teachers listening, yeah, but were they, they a good class? very attentive. So my question to you is, what do your students get out of a trip like this, do you think? I think it's just some of them just that they thought the world was very similar, I think, to the world they grew up in the United States, and then just think it's going to be very different. Although some of our problems are similar, I think the way we've approached dealing with them have been very different. And that, that's what I hope that they start seeing, is that there's different answers to maybe the same problems. And that's kind of what the, it's a multicultural leadership course. So the goal is for them to think about, think differently about tackling some of the big major problems that are affecting all of us worldwide, which I think the pandemic kind of brought to the surface as well. So. And you set it up 20 years ago. That's pretty visionary. Right, well, yeah. It, it started. <laughs> he, is a, he is a visionary. <laughs> Dr. Julius Mayo, the Ohio State <laughs> University. So I think yeah, I just wanted to make learning fun. And I mean, I think that sometimes when you're just sitting on lecture, you're thinking, is this all there is? I mean, and then I think because I took a, a Spanish art class and I just sat in that lecture and I was like, this cannot be Spanish art. Spanish, <laughs> like this. And then they said there's a study abroad option. I was like, you told me that after the class. And I was like, I could have gone to Spain and did that. And so I think uh, experiential learning is something I really value and think is important. And I think it helps students retain things a lot better. So I think for them to actually see it and do it is a great way for them to learn. And do you notice the difference on the way, I mean, that might be impossible to say or quantify, but on the way over and then on the way back? Oh my gosh. Some of the students were just terrified to get on a plane. They've never been on a plane. Really? Uh, and so coming abroad was like, so just seeing all of these things that are very different to them, I think it's been very exciting. I think we target students who might otherwise not be able to afford these type of experiences. So I think some of them never imagined ever leaving the United States. So to be able to have this opportunity is very exciting for them. So where else? Brighton and where else? Um, we'll be going to Dover um, later this week. We'll be doing a lot of things in London, like we'll be visiting Brixton and uh, volunteering with the um, Brixton Soup Kitchen. And then uh, we've already done some tours of the city. And is it different for you each time? It is. It's a different group. It's, I always love the excitement of students like seeing like Big Ben and then also learning about all these different communities. So. And what have students from past years, I mean, they must be, if they started as undergrads, 18, they're what, 38 now? Your some first them, cohort? Them, do you yeah. stay in touch? Do they tell you, you know what, Professor, this really changed my life? They do, actually. I'll see some of them on campus. They work at the university now, and they'll run up to me, and they're like, one of the best things they experienced in college was doing this, and they still remember it. Yeah, and do you think you'll keep doing it? I hope so. I love traveling, and I love traveling with students, so I plan to. It's, be, it's cool being around young people, right? They're amazing. It is. It keeps me young, I think. Or younger. <clears throat> I also want to say that Dr. Mayo gives the opportunity to other professionals at the university to co-instruct the course, and that's what we do. We're, we're part of the, we co-teach the class, and so he gives an opportunity to staff as well to have the experience of traveling abroad, and it has been truly a transfer 
transformational part of my career as a student affairs professional um, to have these opportunities through Dr. Mayo. So he's a good guy, grateful. that Dr. Mayo. Yes, <laughs> I mean he's there, but <laughs> he's a good guy. Thank you very much for thank talking. You. You're doing great work. Enjoy. Thank you. Your students are lucky. Thank you. Bye. This sunny episode of Where Are You Going was all recorded on Brighton Seafront. I'm Catherine Carr. The music's by Edward Pearson. The podcast is brought to you by the team at Loftus Media. If there's anyone you think would enjoy a podcast like this, please do spread the word. I'd love to tell you what's coming up on the next episode, but you just never know.